it is finally time for the most stupendous one match two night event in wrestling history it is wrestlemania weekend and this is the waste of your time podcast and with me as always is the incredible john wilson john wilson take it away buddy hey we're back uh, we're we're finally back uh, i've moved i'm in my new place uh, apologies if the audio sounds a little bit choppy i've reset up everything and my normal mic setup is not currently set up because I have some other things to do with that. So if it sounds uh, off or echoey, uh, this, is the, this is basically the first time we're recording since I've moved into my new place. So, mm-hmm. so, new, it's a quasi-new era. Yeah. New, uh, got a brand new logo. New everything. Do this regular spiel at the top of the show. Uh, Waste Your Time podcast can be found wherever you can find your podcasts. Please rate, subscribe, review, five stars, anything just uh, helps us in the end. Uh, that's the spiel, the longer spiel with the good shit at the end of the show usually. So, uh, yes, correct, stupendous uh, weekend of, uh, stupendous week ahead of wrestling. I mean, in reality, we could watch wrestling every day this week. Uh, we're recording, of course, on Tuesday. Uh, this is a WrestleMania preview. Uh, Bobby, how have you been? It's been a while since we've uh, sat down and chatted. Uh, it's been it's been quite a bit. Uh, we always you know do our little chit chat here and there on Messenger, but uh, to speak, yeah, it's been it's been a while, especially talking about wrestling. Yeah, um, it's been kind of a um, as usual a roller coaster of of news and events and things happening in the wrestling world. And to cover it, we would have to be here almost every week. And uh, hell, if uh, if that was possible, we would do it. Yeah, but you know. We've got other lives to live, and, you know, we're busy, so hopefully, hey, maybe one day this could be a, a weekly thing. But until then, you get us every once in a while. Uh, we'll hop into the end of sign-pointing season in a second. What's, uh, hell, let's just hop right into the big news. Uh, Triple H retiring. Uh, your thoughts? We we got to talk about this because it it's pretty Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, he, isn't he, um, he's on your top ten list, isn't he? He, he is my top, he's in my top five. There, so. Of, of GOATs. So, um, I mean, hearing all the stuff that happened over the fall and the winter that he had a cardiac event, it, uh, it pretty much solidified my idea that, you know, he's, he's done and, uh, and good for him for being able to choose that, you know, this was, this was the way to go and he's prioritizing his family and his health. So I, I'm, I'm happy that that's where he's going to. It's, you know, it's, it sucks that we're never going to see him wrestle again. But, I mean, he has such a huge legacy behind him that it's not something that I'm, you know, a lot of people are going to cry about. We're, I, that's, that's one of the biggest things this is that I'm glad he's still with us rather than I'm going to miss him wrestling. I'm just glad he's still in the world and he can still bring us entertainment with his wrestling mind and his, and, you know, the way he's been able to do stuff outside of the ring. By the sounds of it, it was, it was touch and go there for, Oh yeah. I think I stated it on Twitter. Uh, I'd be totally fine if he completely retires from public life and just kind of, we'll see him like every once in a while. Like, mm-hmm. The guys earned it. Like, yeah. Like in reality, like basically what AEW is now is just NXT five years ago. By, by yeah. the looks of the roster and stuff like that, so like he's left his uh, imprint on the professional wrestling world. He doesn't really need to do much anymore. Like I'm totally fine with him just riding off from the sunset and just being happy. So, but uh, where 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 would you put his legacy? Uh, 
like overall. I don't see I you know there's there's people who have said like I think he wanted to be a guy the the big draw of the company, but I don't think he ever was there. So he's not like in the in the echelons of like Rock, Austin, Cena. I mean, he could be. I think he's in the, in that conversation of like Macho Man. In that you know, not you no, know, not you know, we all love Macho Man, but he wasn't ever portrayed in that viewpoint as Hogan was, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But um, but uh, yeah, I think I think he's up there. He is a first ballot Hall of Famer. You know, whether people like it or not, he has contributed so much to the business, and he has. Know some fantastic matches under his belt that people can study and watch and learn and you know undeniable of what he's been able to do. So yeah, I think he's 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 up there. He may not be like the guys, because there's only a handful of people who can have that claim. But yeah, he's Triple H is is yeah fantastic. I think what he's done behind the scenes will. Like his in career, ring career is second to none, but I think his overall legacy is basically he basically introduced like the modern indie scene to a wider audience with NXT. Mm-hmm. So it, like it, it, the proof is in the pudding. Just look at like the streak of takeovers of just selling out these huger basketball arenas and stuff like that. So I think his legacy will be more what he did behind the scenes than honestly what he did in it, like in front of the camera and stuff like that. But like, That's true. Because I mean, just look, boom. just look at the stuff that he's like when people when it was announced that he was he was retiring. Like the amount of outpouring that people had for him was you know incredible. It was like it was a who's who of professional wrestlers. Yeah, and these sure. are and these are people that he directly had an influence on, and you know. But he, like, Triple H put him, put those people on TV. A lot, of, a lot of these people wouldn't have been discovered and wouldn't be the talent and the names that they are without Triple H. Yeah, for definitely, like, definitely for sure. Uh, uh, I think his legacy is secure. Uh, he's, he, to be honest, he changed, like, uh, like, Vince is going to be Vince, but he kind of, like, helped usher in a new modern age of wrestling on the mainstream, so... Like and that was just his baby. So, yep. I mean, whatever NXT is now, it's 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 can't change that. But like, we'll always kind of remember the golden black era of NXT, just the the ridiculous takeover main events and stuff like that. And a couple other things. Let's just kind of get it out of the way. It's been a bumpy ride to uh, Mania for uh, various reasons. Let's uh, the fortunate uh, passing of Scott Hall and Big E breaking his neck. Unfortunately. Oh. God. I didn't uh, want to remember that. <laughs> nobody does, but uh, it 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 could have been a lot worse. It sounds like for big. Thank, yeah, thank God. Uh, yeah, uh, your thoughts on both of those uh, unfortunate. Things. Um, it's Scott Hall. That that is very very unfortunate. Because I mean, it. You know, other than, you know, he was going in for a surgery to, you know, repair something and he didn't come out of it. And I know that's it's very rare to see that, but it is a risk that people do take. And this is the one that didn't work out. And 
it, it was just incredibly sad to, to have someone in, in the wrestling legacy, you know, pass on and un- unfortunate in an unfortunate way like this. But I mean, you know, part of it, you know, you always hope that it's going to be something, you know, just natural causes, you know, they die peacefully, but, um, it's, it's a shame that we lost him this way. It's, and it's just a better way that we didn't lose him through, you know, how some other performers have have left us to, uh, you know, self-harm and stuff like that. But I mean, um, I, I really hope that with his passing, maybe his legacy will, will grow because they're, because they're, yeah, just like Triple H, there's so many people who have come out to say things that were kind of Scott Hall, like how he treated the up and comers and how they, he got them, you know, he, I think he helped uh, pay for dinner for a couple of guys or get them gas money to get them onto the road to the next gig and stuff like that. Right. So, I mean, he's, he really does help with that. And I really hope that that kind of legacy lives on. And, you know, some of the veterans will, if you're listening to this uh, cut off awkwardly uh, we aired out and we are missing a lot of our conversation for what we were talking about night one uh, luckily so what we're going to do is I'm editing this in Bobby has agreed to stick on for a couple minutes and we're just going to rapid fire what we were just talking about for night one starting at the top uh, Rousey, Charlotte like I've said my feelings on this is not a good feud this is their their money match was sitting them right in the face but they've decided probably to delay this for a year and Ronda seems to be uh, none to be anywhere but uh, there so I, I'm not looking forward to this match the match itself could be great but I'm not looking forward to it at all with with Charlotte you know there's going to be a good match it, it's going to be it's going to surprise the people but I don't see how because she's Ronda or not Ronda Charlotte always can pull out something fantastic in the ring it's just that the build and the characters on this stuff is feels forced and doesn't it's not necessary and they're really trying to rebuild the magic from a couple years ago with missing the and key ingredients <laughs> from you, like i said like 45 minutes ago but it didn't record for some weird reason yeah they're trying to recreate the magic without the key ingredient the glue that held it all together yeah uh then we moved on to well, the uh, logan paul Miz mysterio match my feelings on the paul brothers is well documented uh, they deserve to be chucked in the sun on a one-way trip. Miz, yeah, it's this, out of the out of the two celebrity matches, this is the one that I can see going to Logan Paul. I don't know. I don't understand the appeal of Logan Paul. I probably will never will understand the appeal of Logan Paul, or or the Paul brothers in general. I don't care about either of them. I don't know why they're famous. I don't know why they have so much money for some odd reason. But that's just me. Uh, I'm I'm too old to understand a lot of things that are popular in pop culture right now. So ever, <laughs> so, um, it, but this whole feud has been going towards um, instead of getting the faces of the feud over, it's been more about getting uh, Logan Paul himself over. So if the rumors are true, if he's going to be a full time competitor for AE somehow, some way, then or at least a, a full time or part time personality for WWE, I think this is the whole point of this feud is to get get him over with a WWE audience so that he is more welcome into this thing. In the roofs in the Mysterios, even though I want them to win at least something at WrestleMania, they can they can take the loss and it won't it won't affect them much. 
much. Ray's fine. Ray much. Ray, Ray knows his role. Ray's fine. He knows his role. He's getting that 2K cover money now, so. <laughs> yeah, the last thing we talked about before the uh, Bianca-Becky thing, uh, before I don't know why this got deleted, but uh, Seth Rollins versus TBA. Bobby, uh, you had a pitch of who it's actually going to be. We all we all heard the rumors. We all think, you know, we read the dirt sheets. We all think we know who is going to happen, but I do believe that this is a Vince McMahon swerve of epic proportions that we're not going to see a certain EP of a rival company. We're going to see a former a VP of this company or a former executive of this company. We're going to see the return of Shane McMahon versus Seth Rollins just to fuck with the audience on WrestleMania. Why, why would give the people what they want? Exactly. It's basically just to give what Vince wants, and that's for an entire stadium to boo his son. (laughs) And like I said, I think Vince would be the only person in the world that would take joy out of that. Yeah, exactly. That's all that matters is just Mr. Man's joy. Uh, let's tr- we can't recreate what we talked about, but let's, let's let's entertain the Cody Rhodes thing. I said before we this got deleted once again. I apologize. I run a sloppy shop after after months off. So yeah, Cody Rhodes is the shot in the arm this company kind of needs at the moment. They're running thin on the top, and Cody's a star. Like he's made himself a star. He's turned himself into a star. You said the amount of money that they're probably going to be paying, they're going to have to do something with him because it'd be a severe waste of money if they just buried him. Exactly. And, you know that's always the fear that what Vince is going to do because he's you know he doesn't care. He only cares about his his own ego and makes him feel good. And he, I'm sure he would make him feel so warm and fuzzy if he's able to bury you know. This guy who left his company to make himself a bigger star with a rival company, but then comes crawling back because he's not wanted anymore and he needs Vince McMahon. So it would suck. I can see it happening. Like, I mean, it's one of those things that we've all hoped doesn't happen, but we always see happen with stars that do deserve a, a bigger spot and never do, never get create their full potential. And it's it's a, quite a possibility that Cody can be another one of those victims. He is that guy that we can I can see challenging Roman Reigns in the next couple months and it actually being a money match and having money feuds yeah. because Cody is a guy who can who can take chicken shit into chicken salad. Yeah, and I'm going to expand on this point that we just talked about. Like, It's going to be out of order on the show, but like the summer schedule is stadium show thing and if they are unifying these titles, like you're going to need these marquee matchups. And one of these stated, like, I could see, hell, money, like, money in the bank, because it is in Vegas, and that first Double or Nothing event was in Vegas, so. Uh, <laughs> it's sitting right in front of you. Put Cody in the main event on that and the, one. And the, la- and the last match we saw Cody in was a ladder match, and it was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. I think that, I think it's the shot, like, it, it is the shot in the arm that it does need. Because Cody's a creative guy, and you are correct, he does turn ch- chicken shit and chicken, ch- chicken salad. I cannot speak, because... I can't believe I fucked this up. Getting to our bedtimes, guys. Sorry. <laughs> this one we can spend a little bit more elaborated. One of the few things that have had the creative effort put into it. Probably one of the true main events of the weekend. Uh, and that's Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair. Your thoughts on the on the match ahead? Um, I, I do believe this is going to be the opener of the night. I think start this ma- start this night hot. You know, you, I, that's a good point. Because the best manias have the match. Like, 35 was a good mania. And they started hot. And then they... 
Then they went in the middle with a hot match, and then they closed with a hot match. The formula is good, so if this is a banger right off the top of the show, we're in for a good like night. La- like last year, they started with Drew versus Bobby Lashley, and that was a great match. Yeah. Then they, you know, the middle did, you know, had its peaks and valleys. Then you had that phenomenal main event with Bianca and Sasha. We already know what the main event of night one is going to be. We already know, we already have a feeling of what's going to be the, the match main event. Or night one, which is going to be Ronda and Charlotte. So again, you either want to be first or last. You want to set the pace, or you want to cap the night. I think this one will set the pace, and it'll be something that a lot of people are going to try to, you know, they're going to have to try and top. And this and it's Saturday good. is already looking. Saturday is looking pretty stacked. Yeah, it's it's a hell of it, it's a hell of a few too. But like I I I've moved from like this is like a guaranteed Bianca win. Now it's moved back into toss up. Just because of wrestling math, like Bianca stood tall on on Monday, like wrestling math is not in her favor. But this feud does have enough in the tank where we could see like this be extended for a few more months and have and in like a hair versus title match. Like I can see them totally going that route. Or hell, they can do. Or what I'm thinking is that yeah, this is this is a Becky win. Having her as the heel champion, she can get more people over. That our faces, like we do know, Rhea, Rhea Ripley should be in that position to be able to challenge Becky soon enough. Oscar's somewhere. I mean, Oscar's somewhere. Bailey should be coming back soon enough, mm-hmm. even though I think she should be on SmackDown and playing against Ronda. I think that'd be much, much more fun. Uh, yes, yeah. There and there, yeah, there's an Alexa Bliss somewhere. Like, I mean, she's going to be popular whenever they're all in the fandom zone. All right, so. There's there's enough challengers that are there that can challenge these two champions and especially for Becky to lead up to next year's Mania, which I'll discuss later on in the when we talk about our main events. But I I, th- I think Buck is going to be in that position where Drew McIntyre has been the past year. It's just go down to the upper mid card, just be that guy, just to rack up some wins, get some other people over, just kind of set him aside away from the title until he is absolutely needed. And when the audience is clamoring for somebody to take on the heel champion when it's needed. And yeah. I think that's where Bianca is going to be you, for the next couple months. You are correct. We, you mentioned in the show that you see like this is a year long thing to the unification of uh, between Ronda and Becky. But uh, that's the money match. But like I've said for years now that they need to merge the women's titles and the tag titles get rid of the women's tag titles and just introduce a mid-card title because Bianca would be perfect for that kind of title. Mm. Just a really high-profile thing, but still not not champion, not the head champion, but like the secondary champion. She'd be great for that role. That's just me, fantasy booking. That is our re-recap of what we talked about at the beginning of the show. Once again, I apologize for my my sloppiness on this episode. So once uh, we're, we're going to return to our regular program. Thank you, Bobby, again for for uh, bailing me out on this of course this is like the second Wrestlemania show that we've had to re-record something stupid Roman (laughs) (laughs) it's a long road but um, it kind of ties into my thoughts with uh, the Sunday main event let's uh, let's move on to night two here they could literally have made this a a solid one night show and just cut a lot of the fat off of this one would you consider Pat McAfee a celebrity because he just does commentary and stuff like that 
So. No, because he's employed by WWE yeah, as a commentator, so I don't see I don't count him as a celebrity. Yeah. Let's start off with the other celebrity match. Johnny, like we we talked about this. I saw this going to to Mania. There was enough meat on the bone with that one. I mean, Sammy's been doing a good like Johnny Knoxville hasn't been there every week, which understandable. But he's been doing enough of his own yeah. stuff through his social media to really keep this going. Sam, like, Sammy's been doing a really good job since, uh, I guess he signed his new contract. <laughs> These two characters make total sense for a clash, where Sammy, the crazy conspiracy theorist, and Johnny Knoxville, like, the crazy, crazy jackass guy. It's a perfect mismatch of, uh, of things, so I, I'm all for it. Uh, I've enjoyed it. It's been, it's had its moments. I mean, Johnny Knoxville blasting Sammy Zane's phone number actual phone number across LA and having people call him that's uh, that's pretty been pretty funny uh, I've been tempted to call him I, mean, I think it's just an opportunity for Sami Zayn to you know haluva kick wee man and you know, do some shopping cart spots and just do some crazy shit just for a good palate cleanser Sunday yeah this is like your perfect celebrity if you have a, a seasoned veteran like Sami Zayn who has enough personality to carry the feud on his own and then just uh, just a simple it's not gonna be a, it's not gonna be a technical classic it's just gonna be a lot of a lot of uh, distractions and just weird spots and Sami getting the win in the end which is fine it, it's it's meant for it, these kind of things are meant for Wrestlemania because it's more of a spectacle nowadays but thought, any other thoughts on this uh, before we move on not really it's this is just gonna be just a fun little thing just to fill the time and give Sammy a good win and put him over in another in a new position and I, I do wish this was for the Intercontinental Championship because I think that would have been I would have had a little bit more of a fun kind of takes at the end of it but yeah and I, I, I totally get why they took it off of Sammy a week later. Just uh, makes sense. Perfect story sense. It moved the story along. But yeah, it would have been nice. Yeah, exactly. It was another wrinkle in the story. All right. Uh, probably let's move on to probably what will be like the technical match of the weekend. As some of the internet has dubbed him Blue Edge versus AJ Styles. Uh, I, I'm not sure what to make of this new Edge character. Uh, considering we've only seen a few weeks of it. I, I don't know where he's going with this. So I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt, and I'll just enjoy the wrestling match. Like I can't really comment because I don't really know where where he's going with this. He uses a lot of big words nowadays. It seems he it seems like he got a Sothoris, and uh, I'm I'm just looking forward to the match. It's it's a match that I uh, was hoping for as soon as Edge came back in the Royal Rumble a couple years ago. That's my that's my breakdown of this match i'm looking forward to a technical masterpiece both guys can deliver it your thoughts yeah i mean like i've i've been kind of um disappointed with some of edge's outings as of you know since he returned because i think it's it's become some of those slogs of longer matches that you know that's the kind of stuff that we usually see triple h pull off um some of the stuff has been good some of the stuff has been i think just too long for its own good but i'm really hoping you know just a fast-paced type of uh oh i really hope it's a more along the lines of like an indie show between these two that we can actually you know get to see edge do something a little bit more faster paced instead of just sticking to the wwe style where he's he's done because we know he, he can do it they just haven't seen it in a long time yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think Vince is going to give him the leeway to do it, unlike the Nakamura Styles match from 
yes. a few years ago where they were definitely handicapped to that certain style because everybody was just kind of expecting like a repeat of their Japan classic and it, they just really got hampered with the style. So I think just because it's edge. I mean, from that one, I think it was more that they wanted to keep a lot of that spectacle type of match to save for like the main event and stuff like that. So, you know, they can keep the main event as the, the, the match that everyone talks about instead of that being that match, which is just ridiculous. So yeah, so I really hope we see that because we haven't seen AJ, the AJ Styles that we all know and love in a long time. So I'm really glad we're going to be able to see it again. Mm-hmm. And against an opponent that this is a fresh match, this is new. So this can be a very, this could be a really fun and long program, which really hope we can get some really good matches out of. Because it's Edge, he's got enough leeway, they're going to have an actual good match and not be hampered by a lot unless they're saving something for something else but i don't see it i don't see it uh, okay so who do you who do you got to win uh i'm gonna go i'm gonna go aj on this one i think right, I, i'm gonna go edge i think i think just because aj has been there i think this might be the start of a renewed push for aj just kind of like back to what he used to be like up near the top of the card and that main event level player that he used to be a few years huh. ago so because Rod, I'm going, Rod I'm needs going to it. go with Edge just because he has a new persona and this is his first match with this new persona. So I think to get that whole angle over, I think he needs to take a win. There's not much other than the main event that I want to talk about. So let's move back to night one. We'll probably close the show by all the reports. Uh, let's talk about Kevin Owens and the Stone Cold Steel. It was supposed to be a match, I guess, and then that, now it's a talking statement, but they'll probably brawl. Kevin Owens, man, doing. Basically, to be honest, he's doing both parts of the feud because he's impersonated Stone Cold Steve Austin as well. So he's ah. he's doing all the heavy lifting on this feud. And to be honest, I mean, it's been kind of brilliant that he's doing all the heavy lifting because that pop when the first time we see Austin, that pop is going to be huge. Oh God, I mean, like yes. I mean, he got he made them bite too, like a couple weeks ago, twice with the Stone Cold. Like everybody knows when that glass shatters, the places, and he did it twice. He got people twice. This is one of the this is one of the few things that have been actually inspired creatively. I mean, yeah, it's, like it's one of those things that came out of freaking nowhere. Yeah, it's kind of it's. It, he it, heard the rumors and everything, but just you know, just watching, just has seen it unveil on TV, like canon wise, like it came out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, is, is it disappointing? It's not an actual match. A little, uh, just a tiny bit, but I mean. um, I, I I actually have you know uh, this is this is my wild prediction. I'm thinking because it's two nights and it feels like Saturday is super stacked. Just looking at it on paper, Saturday night one looks like it's that's that's the night you want to watch. Mm-hmm. More of the the marquee matches are on Saturday, and there's just there's just more going on on Saturday that you want to actually tune in and watch. So my idea is that, yeah, you're, you want people, you know, you want that to be the main event spot. It's Stone Cold. We've seen Stone Cold come to WrestleMania, so it's not anything new. So there has to be some reason why this is going on last. So my idea, my, I'm thinking that Austin and they do the Kevin Owens kind of talk show. It's basically just going to be Kevin Owens just running down Austin. Austin doing some sort of retort just to get the people going. And they'll do some sort of a small little brawl. Kevin Owens comes out on top. He's a stunner. Stuns Stone Cold Steve Austin in the middle of the ring on Saturday. As he's leaving, Kevin Owens leaves victorious. Austin lays down the challenge 
and says, tomorrow night, night two, Stone Cold Steve Austin comes out of retirement to whoop the whoop the shit out of Kevin Owens in an actual, you know, it'll be a still be a brawl match, but it'll be Austin with the two knee braces, the wrist tape, maybe the trunks, like he did against Bischoff all those years ago. And we can actually have Austin versus Kevin Owens night two of WrestleMania. And, you know, that would definitely drive people to come back for night two and might bring people who only have one ticket WrestleMania buy that extra ticket to go to night two to watch it just to see Stone Cold come back. Mm-hmm. That's my wild prediction that we're going to get Steve Austin versus Kevin Owens on two, two nights. You usually have one per show. So. And this is this is mine. <laughs> it's your wild prediction. I mean, like, what other? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not into a brawl on night one and letting everybody go home happy. But I mean. You've seen that before. He's done that so many times. He's done it to Roddy Piper. He's he did it with uh, with the the Rock and Hogan at WrestleMania 30. Yeah. He did that with Shawn Michaels and Mick Foley in 33. So I mean, like it's been done. Mm-hmm. What makes this so much more different? Why was this such a huge big news deal uh, well, when it got released? Like, okay, yeah, great. This is fun. The fact that it's Kevin Owens is calling him out making it seem like and and Austin coming up with that promo saying 19 years ago when he's lit a fire under him there has to be something more to it yeah I just feel like there has to be something more than just a talking a little bit of a talking a little bit of a brawl stunner in the middle of the ring and then that's, it. that's what I think is going to happen but I do want to predict that you know something else have something else planned Austin return be much more impactful yeah, especially were- with a lot of people bringing up Austin on on Raw, Brock brought up Austin. Roman oh, brought up Austin. It's because of the what chance, but of course. But I mean, still, they never really acknowledged the what chance with, especially by naming Austin since since it's been Inception, right? So I mean, got to be something like they're putting on, especially now they're doing video packages of Austin returning. Like, there's got to be something. There has to be something more to this. <laughs> They'll just subvert everything and just. Be straightforward in Austin, standing tall at the end of night one. Big fucking whoop. Just send the people home happy. Let's move on to the. Uh, let's move on to where all the Vince's attention is. It seems. Yeah. What, is, what is the tagline? The most stupendous, biggest WrestleMania match. Right, the biggest WrestleMania main event of all time, or whatever. The title for unification match, which may or may not stick, we don't know. Uh, title versus title, however you want to frame it. Brock Lesnar. Versus Roman Reigns, this has got to be like the eighth time they fought or something like that. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on Cowboy Scary Brock? Uh, Happy Brock. Oh, awesome. Happy Brock is at least, he looks like he's having the time of his life. Yeah, this is this has been a very fun change of pace. I've really enjoyed it. He's always had that in him though. Like he's shown flashes of that before. It's oh. Like I, it's like why did you not let him be like this? I th- they just want to keep up the persona that this guy is just scary. Well, we know he's scary. He's he just have to scary. look at him. Exactly. He did, you know, granted, when he opens his mouth and when he you know has those little flashes of puberty, his voice, it does kind of take away the mystique. Eh. But, but again, it's still brought, like, Undertaker brought it up. It's just like, yeah, you can tell that he's having the time of his life. He's having so much fun. When that bell rings, he it's on, and you're going to get yeah. killed. Yeah. It's still... 
and is still Brock Lesnar regardless of what he's doing you know, with a cowboy hat and flannel on. Him destroying things with a smile on his face is much more scarier than, yeah. than just angry Brock. Like, the maniacal laughter of him driving that forklift through Roman's car was like, holy fuck. <laughs> this guy's a psychopath. His hobbies include butching meat, so it's it's kind of. But yeah, this is this is where all the creative energy has been. Uh, SmackDown has basically blown a creative black hole outside of this. If you're gonna if you're gonna go big, you gotta make it as big as possible. So we, we're we're in for a title unification match, however long it lasts is the question. But we're in for we're in for that. So I really don't know how much more they can milk out of this like feud that's been going on for seven years now it seems uh, this this has got to be it this is ha- this has to be the end these two going at it like like you can't get much bigger you can't go any higher than this yeah roman's on another level at the moment yeah like he's the biggest star that they have like he was on the show last night their ratings went the guy is money it's a shame it took them this long to get to this guy version of him but I mean, like, I don't see where else this is going because we all kind of have an idea where it, we know where it's going. It's, but it's another one of those, like, we know it's a, still a year out. But, like, I, the one thing I have appreciated uh, of this feud is you're kind of, you're, like, he, he rarely breaks it, but, like, you're kind of going to see, you're seeing, like, little flashes of, like, what the next evolution of that character is going to be when he does lose. And just like a crazy unhinged psychopath. Mm. And that's the Roman I kind of want to see. Just completely batshit crazy Roman. But we probably won't get that till he actually loses. And but Which won't be until... I know, but... <laughs> maybe 2024. You're starting to see flashes about that, though. Like, he, when he ah. loses his grip on something, he just completely goes insane. And, like, that that's going to be an interesting version of the character once they actually get to that character so which is why we don't get that we can get the glimpses for a couple for a couple months i'm glad they're no i'm glad they're starting to add that into his character there's moments when he's starting to lose control and then he just completely goes unhinged and then you see people like Heyman and like the usos it's like what the hell was that (laughs) with like faces of actual concern so when he actually eventually does lose the title it's going to be like, it's probably going to be the most enjoyable version of Roman. Just oh, yeah, a, most definitely. Just a crazy, unhinged madman. This has got to be the end of this feud. Like, this has been going on literally seven years now. So, I think this is the one where we finally see Roman just like put away Brock for good. He needs a decisive win against Brock Lesnar. And I think this has to be it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because the last time he beat Brock was the SummerSlam a couple years ago. All, all, and that he needed Bronze, uh, yeah, Braun Strowman. Uh, just for a distraction. This, uh, this, like the tribal chief version is gonna just demolish Brock, which, which will make it's a great story. I've, I've actually been enjoying this feud. Like people are complaining. People who are shitting on this feud and say like, oh, we've seen this before. It's like we we've seen the two combatants before, but we haven't seen this story, this well thought out plan, done before. Yeah. This feels new. It feels energetic. They're putting all there. Yeah, they have. They have. They put all their creative strength behind this one match. Yeah. The logical conclusion of this story is Roman just standing tall with both titles. So, with my thoughts on this match, yeah, because we we both we both have said this this match will lead to next year's match, which would be Roman versus The Rock. Yeah. I believe. This win, Roman should not 
it should be a true unification match because they do not have talent to keep having two separate champions. And it already shows when Roman jumps to a show that he's not usually on, it bumps ratings. So to be able to have the potential, not say he has to do this, but the potential to have Roman on both shows is good for business. I don't think he should because I think they should still have that mystique. Oh, yeah, he's the champion. When is he going to show up on Raw if you're doing a program on SmackDown? I mean, Raw did He's done a program on SmackDown, jump in on Raw. Raw did it for years with Brock as the champion where he would show up every, like, three months and stuff, but Brock was the attraction. I think think that that works, but you still... But it's... No, I'm just saying it it can work for Raw if Roman's the unified champion. Yeah, it can work for Roman because he's still going to show up every week, but instead of, you know, he's going to show up on one show a week, maybe twice every, you know, for a special occasion. I think having him as the one champion over all of WWE, he can pick and choose which show he goes on in order to do the program that he needs to do. So, like, if he's going to do something on Raw with Seth for a few months, then you don't see him on SmackDown, so then somebody else can kind of take that A slot on SmackDown for a few months. Once he's done on Raw, he comes back to SmackDown, does a program with Drew McIntyre for a couple of months. Then Raw goes and does something else with somebody else for their A store. They can they and then that gives Roman more options to lead up to his eventual match with The Rock next year. And especially Same. especially this year. Like if you look at the summer schedule, it's it's stadium show after stadium show after stadium show. July it's in Vegas at the football stadium. SummerSlam in 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 August it's uh it's in Nashville at the football stadium. They're going over to England for Labor Day weekend in a, probably a soccer stadium. So, like, these bigger, like, single title matches will benefit, like, having a unified champion because then you have... Exactly. It's a bigger... And, like, I can, see, and I can see them doing a Drew McIntyre in the summer. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they're going to the UK, the, the roof will blow for Drew McIntyre. To go against Roman Reigns, and the guy deserves his moment in front of fans. The guy, the guy was champion. Granted, I do, I, and I do think unification titles should stay. Not, not on Roman, Roman but should. like just like like the big like moment in front of like fans, like Drew. Yeah, exactly. Like it's it's Roman should be the champion for still for another year. Yeah, year and a bit. Just give. I still don't think he should beat Rock. Rock doesn't need that win. Roman no. use that win and like, oh my God, he is. He's going into that Bruno San Martino, Hulk Hogan level of champion. Yeah. I think that's what Vince wants. And then that's part of my thought with Becky and Ronda, is that they should be the champion for another year. Take their challengers, bring people up, bring people over, so that the eventual match next year would be Ronda versus Becky to unify that championship in the one true champion reign supreme. The fact they're not even doing a women's battle royal because they don't have enough women on their roster just they shows fired them all. Like there's there's not enough women on this roster to be able to to have two champions, especially three belts. I always thought the tag title should have just been a mid card belt. They should just have a mid card title for the women, but they fired everybody now too, so that doesn't make any sense either. So exactly so <laughs> yeah so let's uh let's wrap this uh, little show up wrestlemania this weekend final thoughts before we uh wrap uh, to the good shit it's been like, a- like i said at the be- i said at the top of the show this is a one match show between out of two nights well they've had there's like, three things that have had like the creative energy behind it again usually when we have wrestlemania hype there's a good amount of stuff to keep you 
interested, but again, this is just all their creative power has just been on the one feud. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that Which they is- botched they botched the Royal Rumble so badly because again, they only had the thoughts for just the one thing yeah. and different people wanting different things and they just there was no focus. It just shows that, you know, they only they only care about one. But again, that one thing it's it's pretty awesome. Like some WrestleManias have been one match shows, and that's fine. The the image of WrestleMania is what you just remember for the closing shots and stuff, because that's all they care about, or like the big pops. That that's what makes the packages. Yeah, it's been an up and down build. It's still mania. It still has the mystique of being a special event. Like if they could they could put on like shit for a lot of the time, but if mania delivers, it's it it it's. It can be pretty good because Mania is special. A a win cures all. Yeah. If WrestleMania comes out to be a critical and financial success, everything else that's led up to it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, let's wrap this up. Uh, Bobby, where can people find the good shit? Good shit can be found at radpencils.com. It has links to my Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Shopify, OnlyFans, Redbubble, TeePublic, all that stuff. Anything you can find that has my signature on it, you can find it at radpencils.com. Um, I will be at Calgary Expo at the end of the month, uh, April 21st to the 24th. I will be in the featured artist guest spots. So I don't know exactly where that's going to be, but um, uh, yeah, I'll be there in the Artist Alley featured artist spot. I will have the... Of Ghostbusters, Stranger Things, uh, officially licensed stuff. I'll have my own stuff. I'll have some Tembrio, Preggers. I'll be doing commissions, uh, con, con sketches. Uh, throughout the weekend, I'll be there. And, uh, yeah, hopefully I'm, I'm healthy by then. I'll, I stay healthy until then. Everyone stays healthy and we can have a, a good return as this is will technically be my 10th anniversary at Calgary Expo as an artist. So, was supposed to be last year but of course you know shit happens yeah so i'll, I'll be this will be year 10 but yeah radpencils.com that's where you start and then calgary expo is that where you can come find me i'll be at the expo this year as well but just as a fan we're not doing a panel this year wasting your time podcast can be found on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify stitcher radio amazon audible basically wherever you can find podcasts Please rate, subscribe, review, do anything that helps us at the end. You can do that. As for what's coming up, uh, this is our first episode back, so there's still a lot to be determined. But uh, we're, we're we're hopefully going to be posting again on a regular schedule. So just stay tuned. We've got stuff coming up. Uh, I just got to figure out what we're doing. Uh, yeah, so WrestleMania this weekend on Peacock. Uh, both Saturday and Sunday. In reality, this could have probably been a one-night show, but uh, WWE, they like money. <laughs> we still like two-night events. They're, they, they're still fine. better than a six-hour one-night event. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Yeah. As long as it doesn't go, like, as long as, as long as Mania doesn't go into, like, the old Manias of a few years ago where we're stretching to, like, five and a half hours. Eight and, hours if you're actually in the arena. <laughs> that would be, like, seven hours or something like that. No, it's Mania. It's got its own mystique. It's fun. It's fine. But, yeah, so this, uh, this weekend, Saturday, Sunday on Peacock. So tune into that. Thank you, Bobby, as always, for another edition of the wrestling shows. Uh, of course. It's good to be back. Uh, we've had... We've had extended breaks for the last little while, but uh, life happens. I've been moving, uh, so on and so forth. But we're, we're back. That has been Bobby Duke. I'm your host, John Wilson. This has been the Wasting Your Time Podcast, and we will see you next time.